This episode is sponsored by the Learn Jazz Standards Inner Circle. If your goal is to level up your jazz playing this year and feel confident improvising over jazz standards, the Inner Circle has everything you need and more. With monthly jazz standard studies, a library of powerful courses, and a vibrant community of like-minded musicians, you're guaranteed to improve your playing every single month. Podcast listeners can get 50% off their first month when you go to ljsinnercircle.com. That's ljsinnercircle.com or find the link in the show notes. Now, on to today's episode. One thing you've probably heard before is that becoming a great jazz improviser is like learning a language. Understanding jazz is exactly like learning a language. You have to understand how musicians communicate with one another. And one great way to start to understand that language, to start to understand how the great speakers of the jazz language operated is by learning jazz solos by those who came before us, those who are excellent jazz musicians. And I'm not the only one that preaches this. Many people preach learning jazz solos by ear So not necessarily from sheet music, but by ear. So you build those aural skills so that you internalize that language so that when you actually go to improvise yourself, that those ideas will be able to start coming out in your own organic way. So learning jazz solo is important. I want to give you a one-month practice plan for learning one to two jazz solos by ear the right way so that you actually know them well. That's coming right up. Welcome to the LJS Podcast, where you get weekly jazz tips, interviews, stories, and advice for becoming a better jazz musician. And now your host, he's a jazz musician, author, and entrepreneur, Brent Bartstra. Hey, what's up, everybody? Brent here from LearnJazzStandards.com, which is a blog, a podcast, and videos all geared towards helping you become a better jazz musician. Hey, thanks for being here, especially if you're a first-time listener. And, you know, if you're a regular listener, thank you for being here week after week. I appreciate you. As always, I'm going to lay down as much value as possible. And like I said today, I'm going to be giving you a one-month practice plan for learning an entire jazz solo by ear. Okay, I'm going to help you through that entire process. Now, this is something that uh, is part of my 30 Steps to Better Jazz Playing program, and this is only one aspect of it. However, it's an important aspect of it is learning entire solos by ear for all the reasons that I mentioned in the intro. So uh, I hope I don't need to convince you too much, and I don't want to spend too much time in this episode trying to convince you about why this is important, but just understand that this is part, this is an arm of a holistic approach to learning jazz music, right? We can, of course, focus on theory, focus on technique. Uh, I have what I call my big three. You may have heard me talk about that if you follow me on YouTube or if you uh, have listened to other podcast episodes, and that's technique, jazz repertoire, and jazz language. Those are the big three things I believe we all need to be practicing. And learning jazz solos by ear is one of those practices we can do that focuses on jazz language. So know that this is important and this is this is one arm of what I typically teach my students in my 30 Steps to Better Jazz Playing program, but I want to walk you through the process of how we do it there. Now, we are going to be uh, going with a time period here, a one-month time period. So this would require daily practice. Obviously, if that's not possible for you, then you don't have to do it. You don't have to do it that way. You can extend this. The point is that you actually learn the material, right? It's not necessarily how fast you learn the material. It's that you learn it and you learn it well. So keep that in mind when I'm talking about this. But the good news for you, if you don't have a lot of time to practice, is in order to do this, 
you actually don't need very much practice time per day at all. That's the really encouraging thing about this, okay? So keep that in mind as well. So in today's episode, I'm going to talk to you about uh, why most people think that they can't do this, and I'm going to debunk that for you. I'm going to give you some solos, some suggested solos for you to learn, and I'm going to give you some tools that might help you start learning solos by ear, some software. Uh, I'm going to talk about what you need to do before you start to even learn the solo, and then I'm going to walk you through a stair-step uh, practice plan for, for learning one to two solos by ear, all right? So let's let's just go ahead and do that. Uh, I'm going to leave that process in the show notes today if you want to have a, a written view of all these steps. And you can find that at learnjazzstandards.com forward slash episode 160, episode 160. All right, so let's jump right in to this episode. All right, so I've already covered the first point I really wanted to cover in this episode, which is why you should learn jazz solos by ear. So I hope that uh, I've even sort of convinced you if you weren't convinced already. So I want to jump into my second point uh, here, which is why most students that I encounter think that they can't do this. They can't learn entire jazz solos by ear. Uh, I get... Uh, comments in my 30 Steps to Better Jazz Playing course where, like I said, learning jazz solos by ear is one of the aspects of the course. And the the really incredible thing that I hear time and time again is after uh, the first seven sessions, we don't necessarily do it in, in time spans, but we do it in, in sessions. The first seven sessions, someone's learned uh, like an entire chorus of their jazz solo and they're just, they can't believe that they did it. They, I've, they say to me, I've never been able to do this before. I didn't think I could do this, but now I can do it. And I go, duh, yeah, of course, of course you can do it. Anybody can do this. So if you have this limiting belief that you can't learn a jazz solo by ear, I want to tell you right now, I don't care how dead you think your ear is, you can do this. You can absolutely do this. I'm going to help set you up for success. But the main reason I hear that people say they can't is they say, yeah, I don't have a great ear. I can't do this. It's too overwhelming. Uh, I can only read music. I hear that a lot from classical musicians. I'm not used to do it. Well, of course, if you're not used to doing any of this stuff, then it's going to be a little challenging at first. But that's exactly why this practice plan I'm giving you really gives things to you in very small bite-sized chunks that anybody can do it. Think about it this way. I mean, if someone were to say to me, hey, Brent, I want you to build an entire house. Go for it. Maybe they even give me the instruction manual, but they're just like, go for it. Build the house. I'd be like, are you crazy? I don't know how to build a house. I've never built a house in my life. I'm like not even a handyman at all. I'm like a musician entrepreneur. I don't have any of these skills whatsoever. However, if someone were to say, hey, Brent, today, all I want you to do is start digging a hole for the foundation, just a section of it, all right? It just needs to be this deep and go for it. Be like, okay, that's, I, can, I can start doing that. Maybe later down the line, it's like, hey, Brent, take these two pieces of wood, nail them together. I can do that, right? I mean, that, that, that makes sense to me. And eventually, at the end of the process, I built an entire house, right? Does, does that make sense? This is what we're going to do with the jazz solo today, okay? So... Get rid of any limiting beliefs you have that you're not able to do this. I don't care how old you are. I don't care how young you are. I don't care if you were a classical musician before. I don't care if you've never played jazz before. You can do this. All right? Okay, so now before we start, uh, I want to give you some suggested jazz solos for you to learn because maybe some of you aren't quite sure. 
now, at the end of the day, you should always learn solos that you personally want to learn that make you excited. But the big rule that I always give to all my students is just make sure that that solo is accessible to you, meaning that if you're trying to learn a Coltrane Sheets of Sound solo, uh, don't do it because <laughs> that doesn't really make sense. Or, or uh, as, as for most people, it really doesn't make sense. Learn a solo that you know you're going to be able to learn, right? Don't try to uh, learn a solo that's overly complicated, that has crazy 16th note runs that you're not going to be able to hear, that you're not going to be able to do. Especially if you're just starting out and you've never learned a jazz solo by ear before, start with something easier. And so the three solos I want to suggest to you today are solos like that, ones that I believe are accessible to most people and are incredibly musical and wonderful. Okay, The first one I always suggest is is Miles Davis's solo on Freddie Freeloader. Okay, Freddie Freeloader, it's a blues of sorts, and it's off of the Kind of Blue album, famous album. Okay, Freddie Freeloader, Miles Davis's solo, super simple, super melodic, and every student that I have that learns this solo uh, tells me that it really, really, really helps them. Okay, so that's the first one. The second one is another Miles Davis solo. It's his solo on Autumn Leaves, okay? Now, this one comes off of Cannonball Adderley's ab- album, Something Else, okay? This is another simple solo, very accessible, very enlightening to see how Miles Davis approaches this song, okay? Now, the third one is another Miles Davis solo, okay? You can obviously see that I think Miles Davis is a good guy to go to. I don't care what instrument you play, he's a good guy to go to. All right, and then the last solo is It Could Happen to You. By Miles Davis. <laughs> okay, this is off his Something Else album. Now, this one is probably of the three I mentioned the most complicated to learn, but it's it's still pretty easy to learn. Uh, I would say everybody can do it. There are some little runs and lines that are amazing, and you should try to learn them. But uh, again, all, all of three of these solos are great. So number one, all these Miles Davis, Freddie Freeloader, It Could Happen to You, Autumn Leaves. Okay, those are the three solos uh, I would suggest if you have no clue what to do. But of course, there's lots of other uh, solos that maybe you're interested in learning yourself that you should check out. Just make sure it's accessible uh, for you to do that. Now, let's talk tools, some tools for learning solos by ear. Now, most of these that I suggested, I believe that I believe the average person can hear them in real time and figure them out by ear, okay? I really do that believe that is possible. However, uh, if you're the kind of person that needs to slow things down a little bit, that is perfectly fine. I think using technology uh, is a great thing to do, and the fact that we have ex- access to that is wonderful. So let's let's take advantage of that. So the two tools that I would suggest are what we call slowdowners, and you may be familiar with them. Uh, basically, a slowdowner uh, is uh, there's, there's apps for both of these on iPhone, I believe Android for both. I'm not entirely sure, though. Um, but there's also software available online. I'll link both of these up in the show notes today. The first one is the Amazing Slowdowner. That's the one I'm most used to using uh, in the past. Again, just helps slow down. You can take a, a recording, upload it into the software, slow down that recording to as slow as you want, but it keeps the pitches at its original pitch. Therefore, you can still hear what that pitch is, right? So if you feel like you have a lead ear, you're not able to hear stuff, a slowdowner could be a good option for you to really bring things slow and hear those notes come out, all right? 
So that is the amazing slow downer. The second one is a similar tool, uh, arguably has more advanced things that you can do with it. I'm not really a big, uh, I don't really need all that stuff, but it's transcribe. Transcribe is a fairly popular slow downer tool, practicing tool. So you can check out that one as well. Now, a third tool that it's not a slowdown or at all, but it could be helpful uh, is uh, Band in a Box, which is something that we sell on LearnJazzStandards.com. So you can go to LearnJazzStandards.com forward slash Band in a Box if you're interested in that. And that is uh, basically just virtual uh, virtual band software. So you could plug in the chord changes to Autumn Leaves or Freddie Freeloader or whatever solo you're learning. And you can also slow that down at whatever tempo you want. So you have some accompaniment to play the solo along with. Okay. Um, so that's just an additional tool, but mainly the slowdowners, I think are great for learning solos by ear. Now, that being said with the band in a box thing, uh, what you really want to do, and I'll be explaining this in a second what you really want to do is be playing the solo along with the actual recording so that you're matching exactly what whatever the soloist, whoever the soloist is, you're matching exactly what they're playing. So that is the first way to practice. But there's multiple ways to practice solo. First, you start by learning it by ear with the recording, playing it along with the recording. Then you might want to try just playing with the metronome, seeing if you can uh, still feel the time in between all that. And then you might want to try using a, a backing track so you can hear things in context but just you by yourself, right? So all that to say, uh, you want to be learning things with the recording, playing it along with it. Okay, now here is the big, that we, let's see, we talked about tools. We talked about the why to learn solos. Uh, we talked about some suggested solos. We talked about why people think that they can't learn solos by ear. All right, the next section that I want to talk about here is the before you start, the before you even start the practice program I'm about to give you, here's what you need to do. After you've picked your solo out, okay, you know which solo you want to learn, there is some homework you need to do before then. Now, this goes back to my list process for learning jazz standards by ear. The I call it the smart way. I even have an entire guide, uh, which if you want to check that out, learnjazzstandardsthesmartway.com. I have a whole guide on the list process. Or you can go to episode 88 of this podcast where I also talk about my list process for learning jazz standards by ear. However, um, this applies 100% to... Uh, learning jazz solos by ear. So if you're familiar with the list process, it's an acronym and L stands for listen, I stands for internalize, S stands for sing, and then T stands for transfer. So the main steps before you start this practice process is to listen. So whatever so you picked, listen everywhere on your commutes to work, uh, on your runs, your uh, exercise sessions at the gym, when you're going for a walk with your dog, wh wherever. Just listen to that on repeat. Uh, I once learned uh, John Coltrane's solo on My Shining Hour. I actually learned the first chorus at all 12 keys. That's called Obsession, folks. But I literally uh, created a track where it just looped his solo on repeat and I would just walk around my neighborhood or where it went if I was on the train or whatever 
I'd be listening to that solo over and over and over again. So listening, right? Now, the second step is internalize. So listening is more of the passive, like you're going somewhere, you're doing something while you're listening. So it's getting ingrained in your ears. But then the internalizing is um, really where you're spending just time as if you're watching a movie, but you're just listening to the solo, right? So all of your attention's on the solo, not doing other activities like doing your laundry or whatever. You're actually just listening to that solo. That's internalizing. It's kind of like taking the listening step and amping it up a little bit. Now, the third step is sing. Okay, sing. Singing is important to me. And you've probably heard this before that, you know, if you can sing it, you can play it. You know, there's the way that is said is a little bit disingenuous. However, the essence of what it's of what that saying is trying to, to to get across is completely true, which is if you can sing it or hum it or whistle it, then that means that you truly have internalized it. Right. If you can't sing it or hum it or any of that, if you can't reproduce it for yourself, that means you haven't internalized it, which means that you have to do more work on the internalizing end of things. Right. The more listening, more internalizing so that you can sing it. And when you can sing it, that means that you have internalized it. Does that make sense? So what you want to be able to do really is sing along with the solo. So you should be playing it and and be able to actually sing what's happening. It doesn't mean that you have to match all the pitches. It doesn't mean it has to be perfect, but you know what's happening rhythmically. Basically, all you really need to do is go to your instrument and find the notes, okay? And that's where the the last step, T, transfer comes in, where you're transferring what you already hear in your head down to your instrument. That's my list process. Uh, Sorry if you've heard that a million times. Uh, However, that is an incredibly important process for, in my opinion, for learning jazz language or jazz repertoire by ear, okay? So keep that in mind. So before you start, before you start this practice program, listen to that solo, internalize that solo, sing, hum, or whistle that solo so that you know what's going on, or at least do that in batches. Maybe you want to do that by 12 bars. Maybe you want to do that by, you know, entire choruses, but do that before you start Otherwise, you're really starting with a huge handicap, okay? All right, that's the before you start. Now, we have to talk about how this stair-step practice plan is going to happen. It's going to last for a month if you're doing it every single day. And the important thing to realize, though, is there are processes and systems to doing this. This isn't just me telling you random things. A lot of thought has gone into this to make it as simple as possible and as effective as possible. So take notes. This is important. There are three kinds of goals you need to set for this practice plan. And the first goal is project goals, a project goal. Now, a project goal in our case for our purposes today is learning an entire solo by ear or solos by ear. An entire solo or solos by ear. That is the end goal that we're trying to get to. So that's our project goal. This is our big goal. Now, the reason I say it could be more than one is because the way I have this program set up, it's sort of based loosely on 32 bar forms. So uh, if it's your solo is two choruses, then you technically could probably learn this solo within two weeks. So then you might want to move on to a second solo for the next two weeks. Uh, maybe you don't learn quite as much. Maybe it bleeds in a little bit more. If your solo is four choruses long, it's going to take you the entire month to do, right? So it really depends on your solo. So that's why I'm saying solos rather than just one. But that is our project goal. Learn a solo or solos 
by ear. Okay. Now, the next goal is our short-term goal. Our short-term goals are informed by our project goals. So, right, it's like a slice of pizza or a, a rather a pie of pizza, right? You can't eat the entire thing at once. It's too much to consume, so you got to break it up. So, in our case, we're going to take that pizza, we're going to slice it into four pieces. Okay? We have four short-term goals. Four short-term goals. The first short-term goal is to learn 32 bars of your solo. The second short-term goal is to learn 32 bars of your solo. The third is to learn 32 bars of your solo. The fourth is to learn 32 bars of your solo. How much does that equal? That equals four choruses. So if your solo is two choruses, 32 bar form, then there you go. You're gonna learn two solos. If it is four choruses, then you're gonna learn that one solo, right? And again, there's room for, you know, how long your solo is, how fast you learn, all this stuff, okay? So we have four short-term goals. So we first, our project goal is learn the entire solo, and then we break it down even further into we're going to learn it into four chunks. Those are our short-term goals. The third goal is our micro goals. Now, these look like for us more like daily goals. This is where we're going to say, okay, in order to reach our short-term goal of learning 32 bars, how many bars per day do we have to learn in order to get there? Now, micro goals are important because we need to take that pizza and start slicing up into really tiny pieces so that we could stuff the entire thing in our mouth at once, right? <laughs> so that we can take a little slice and, you know, just one bite, it's done, right? And then you keep eating more of that until you, you finish the whole pizza. Do you guys like this pizza thing? I like it. I like this. So I'm going to keep going with it. Uh, does this make sense? So daily goals. And you're going to get this when we talk about the stair-step practice plan Right now, it's all going to make sense. So again, on the show notes today, learnjazzstandards.com forward slash episode 160, I'll have this stair-step practice plan outlined for you so you can see how it works. It's very simple. You can also keep notes to make sure you understand how it goes. So you've already done your homework. You've already listened. You've already internalized. You've already sung. Now we're going to start the practice program. So first week, week number one, what is our short-term goal? Our our short-term goal is to learn 32 bars of the solo we are working on. We're going to learn that one week. Now, this is if you're really diligent, able to practice every single day, right? Uh, So this is is the kind of practice program we're doing here. So the first day, you're going to learn four to eight bars of the solo you're working on. So you're going to start right from the beginning and you're just going to learn the first four to eight bars. Now, uh, more appropriately, learn the first phrase. So the first phrase and then stop when you hear a, a break or an opening or an appropriate stopping point. The idea though is you don't want to learn too much. Even if you're tempted to move on to learn more, don't do it. Don't do it. You'll see why, right? You'll see why in a second. This is how we effectively learn a solo, internalize it so that it actually makes a difference in our jazz playing. Only learn the first four to eight bars of the first small phrase on day one. Moving on to day two, you're going to learn the next four to eight bars or the, the next phrase of the solo. Okay? That's it. That's all you do on day two. If you want, you can... You can you can you know you can review a little bit of what you did the day before if you're trying to refresh your memory, but you should have practiced that enough each time you learn these four to eight bars. It's so it's not very much information. You're you've already can hear it, you've already sung it, right? So you can hear it in your head. You're just transferring it to your instrument at this point, finding the actual notes, the exact pitches, and practicing it over and over and over again with the recording so that you know you can play it along with it. So you should have practiced enough that you're not forgetting the, the day before. 
Okay, so day two, the next 48 bars of your solo. Okay, day three. Day three, guess what happens? This is very important. You're going to review, right? We're not even learning anything new on day three. On day three, you're just reviewing day one and day two. So you're reviewing the first eight to 16 bars of the solo that you've learned or the first two phrases that you learned. You're just reviewing those. Now, review is something that I always incorporate. We do this in 30 Steps to Better Jazz Playing. Again, this is just one arm of what we do in 30 Steps to Better Jazz Playing, but we review a lot because review is essential essential. A lot of times as musicians, we want to keep learning more and more information. We have this mindset of the more I learn, the better of a jazz improviser I'm going to get. Wrong. The more you internalize, the more you understand, the better you're going to become at improvising. Okay. So day three, review the first 16 to eight bars, the first two days. Okay. Day four. Now you're learning new material. Learn the next four to eight bars of your solo, the next or the next phrase of your solo. Okay. That's day four. Day five, review, lots of review. So now you're reviewing day one, day two, and day four, okay? So at this point, you should be, again, it's flexible, but you should be somewhere around the 24-bar amount here, somewhere in that area, uh, depending on what your solo is, all right? Okay, so review is day five. Day six, you're learning the last four to eight bars, and at this point, make sure you make up whatever you need to get to to get to 32 bars, okay? So whatever you need to get to, maybe it's a sh- two short phrases, maybe it's one phrase, right? Uh, so the next four to eight bars, the next phrase to conclude your 32 bars, okay? That's day six. Day seven, guess what we're going to do? Review. Review the entire 32 bars you just learned. That's day seven. Now, Let's look back at this. Day one, you learn new material. Day two, you learn new material. Day three, you just reviewed. Day four, you learned new material. Day five, you reviewed. Day six, you learned new material. Day seven, you reviewed all of your short-term goal, which was 32 bars, right? So that's one-fourth of the pizza. You've now successfully eaten one-fourth of the pizza, right? Now, it's at this point uh, where my 30 Steps to Better Jazz Playing students, this is where I see comments in the community discussion board that we have where people are like, oh my God, I learned uh, 32 bars of a solo. I can't believe it. I've never done anything like this in my life. And they can't believe it. They didn't think it was possible. Yes, it's possible because if you follow this process, it's not overwhelming. You're only learning little bits amount. You've already done your homework. You already can hear all the information. You're just transferring. It just is easy. It's not that hard, right? Now, I'm not saying that it's not going to be a little challenging if you've never done this before. It's not going to be simple, but it's possible to do. And the effects on your ear, the effects on your muscle memory, all these things are massive. And, and usually, actually, I'm getting these comments after day two, where pe- or not day two in the course, but session two, where people are like, whoa, I didn't even know I could learn anything by ear, right? So this happens too. So this is powerful. So, so far... We've successfully accomplished one uh, quarter of our project goal. Okay, now what do we do? This is a stair-step practice plan. So uh, if you can imagine this for a second, each one of those days was like a stair. Okay, so day one was a stair. Day two was a stair. Day three was a stair-step. Day four was a stair-step. You know, day five, day six, day seven. Day seven, I sort of, uh, when I've drawn pickers of this, 
I, I imagine as a floor of, of like a, a, you know, apartment building, right? It's day seven is a floor. That's our short-term goal. And then if we want to get to the next floor, which is our next short-term goal, we have more stair steps. So um, here's what's great about the stair step practice plan <laughs> is that it doesn't really change because it shouldn't change. It should stay simple. It should stay packed full of review and it should follow a process. Systems and processes create great results right? And most importantly, consistency. You've heard that before, right? Don't practice five hours at once, practice a little bit every day. You know, that's not always possible, but the the, the idea, the essence of that uh, rings true in the stair-step practice plan. Okay. So let's just quickly uh, go over what the next, the next short-term goal would be. This is going to be your following 32 bars, which is going to end you at 64 bars, which either is the end of your solo or it's you know, halfway through your solo, depending on how long your solo is. Okay. So let's just go over this again. And this is just going to be a review basically day. Well, I guess we're on day eight, right? So day eight, day eight, the next four to eight bars of your solo, the next phrase, right? Day nine, the next four to eight bars of your solo or the next phrase of your solo day 10 review, right? Review. We're just reviewing those first two days of our next short-term goal. So that's day nine and day 10, review, okay? Day 11, learn more information, next four to eight bars of your solo or the next phrase. Day 12, review. So now you're reviewing days nine, 10, and 12, okay? Review. Day 13 is the next four to eight bars. This is going to end at your 64, the 64 bars you now know. So this is the last bit of our short-term goal, the next 32 bars of our short-term goal here. So that's four to eight bars or the next phrase, whatever you need to do to get to 32 bars. Now, day 14, what do you do? You review, you review all of those new 32 bars that you've learned. Now in day 14, you want to review two things. You first want to review the last 32 bars you've learned, starting with day eight, ending at day 14, right? So you want to review those last 32 bars just by themselves. Then you want to review all of your short-term goal number one and all of your short-term goal number two. So that's the totality of what you've learned, the 60, uh, the 64 bars that you've learned so far. So you want to do both, okay? Now at this point, again, let's go back to the pizza things. I'm, I'm digging this. I'm a New Yorker and, and we, we have the best pizza in the world. I'm sorry, Chicago. Sorry, Detroit. Sorry, whoever thinks they have better pizza. Sorry, Napoli. <laughs> I think that, well, there's, that's a different kind of pizza. Uh, let's not get into this. This is, this is, I'm getting off topic here. Anyways, I like the pizza thing. So I'm sticking with it. We've successfully eaten half of our pizza now, right? So that's, the, that, that's our, our two short-term goals. Now, obviously I don't think I need to keep going through this with you. I think you get the point. We're trying to get to our project goal. So again, either at this point, you've learned one whole solo. Like for example, if you're learning Autumn Leaves by Miles Davis, you've finished his solo. Now you can move on to Freddie Freeloader. You can move on to uh, It Could Happen to You or whatever other solo you have in mind that's two choruses long, right? Or if, if it's a four chorus long solo, well, then you can keep going, continue to learn the solo, right? Um, so short-term goal number three is the exact same as short-term one and short-term two. Short-term four is also the exact same to conclude our project goal. Um, however, uh, we are going to tack on a couple days here. We're going to tack on a couple days. So a month is typically 30 days, right? Um, 
A month is typically 30 days. So seven times four is is 28, right? We, we understand that. Seven, se- seven days times four, which is what our short-term goals have been, is 28. So we have two extra days. We have day 29 and day 30. So day 29 is reviewing all of the first two short-term goals by themselves. That's it. Just the first two 64 bars. So that's all you're learning. So that could be your first solo or just your first 64 bars of your solo. That's day 29. It's a review day. Obviously, no material being learned because you've learned all the material. Day 30 is reviewing the latter two, the latter two, okay? Um, And then I, I would suggest just spending some time playing along with the recording, all of them, right? So the last two days, 29 and 30, are just review days. Review days, completely review. And then, my friends, you have completed your project goal, and you have learned one or two jazz solos by ear. And I guarantee you, if you thought this wasn't possible before, you will be at this point and be like, oh my God, I can do this, and I can continue to do this. And everybody who does this, everybody who does this says, wow, that was helpful. No one says, wow, that was a waste of my time. Everybody, everybody always says that was totally worth it. And I learned a great deal from doing this. And I feel better about my jazz improvisation skills. So definitely worth doing. That is my stair-step practice plan for learning an entire jazz solo by ear in one month. Now, like I said, uh, in my 30 Steps to Better Jazz Playing program, this is only one arm of this, and we don't do things by time. We do things by session. So it's not about day one or day two. It's about session one or session two. Sometimes you know, a session might take someone a couple days. Most of the time, people with real lives cannot practice every single day, right? So the, the everything looks a little bit different in that context. So this is really for someone who wants to practice just a little bit every single day, and really is just focusing on learning a jazz solo. However, like I said, this is not everything you should be doing with your practicing. There are, uh, what I like I mentioned at the beginning of the show, the big three, technique, jazz repertoire, and jazz language that you should be working on. So uh, if you're the kind of person that is like, well, I want to have a more full experience with jazz practicing, something more comprehensive that really works all of those different muscles. I do want, you know, I I always have a hard time not hard selling this because I believe in it so much and I see so much transformation in my students. So forgive me for being a little bit blunt, but if that is you, you really should join my 30 Steps to Better Jazz Playing course. Because not only is it a full comprehensive practice plan where you don't have to think about anything what you're doing, I give everything to you, including exercise books, everything you need to basically work on in the entire plan and process. There's also a community of other students in there encouraging each other, posting assignments so that we're all holding each other accountable so that we're actually making progress. And it's not just some random course or ebook that you bought that just sitting there. And you know, you said to yourself, I'm going to buy this product and then I'm going to become a better jazz musician and I'm going to feel great. And I'm going to be able to play at that jam session finally, or get that gig, except for that you end up not doing anything with it. This is a course that actually is causing people to make real progress. And that is clearly evidenced in our community in that course uh just it's it's incredible the transformations that people are getting so again not to be someone who's trying to hard sell you here 
Uh, I only do so because I just am thrilled with this program and thrilled with the results that students are getting. So you can find that at 30 steps, that's 30stepstobetterjazzplaying.com, 30stepstobetterjazzplaying.com. Now there is a free mini course you have to go through first called Accelerate Your Jazz Skills. That's sort of like module one of the course anyways, but it really just sort of it really kind of, we do talk a little bit about the stair-step practice plan, but it really sets you up for understanding what the program is about and also helps you make a decision if it's the right investment for you. Because obviously, if it's not, we don't want you in there. That would not make any sense. We only want people in there that are going to benefit greatly from it and you know make huge returns on anything they spent uh, with their jazz education. So um, that's, uh, that's a little disclaimer for you. There's a free mini course, so basically free value right away. Uh, no matter what. Um, and if you're just someone who's like, well, I love this practice program I just gave. I want to try that out first, just learn the solo. Highly encourage you to do that. That's exactly why I'm doing this episode today, because I want you to take action. Because at the end of the day, uh, you can listen to as many podcast episodes, Learn Jazz Standards podcasts, other podcasts, my YouTube channel, other people's YouTube channels. You can consume as much content as you want. But if you don't take action, then nothing's ever going to happen, right? And I want you to take action. I want you to become a better jazz musician. That's what I'm passionate about teaching you to do. So take action on this today, one way or another. Okay, and that's all for the show today. Thanks for listening. Hope this was helpful for you today. Uh, Make sure you're subscribed to the show if you're not already, because we have lots of great guests coming up. We have lots of great more solo episodes like this where, you know, maybe we're going to be talking about music theory. Maybe we're going to be talking about practicing like we are doing today. There's a lot of different things coming up this year on the podcast. I want to make sure you're subscribed. So wherever you listen to podcasts, make sure you're subscribed. And hey, like I always say, if you got immense value from this podcast episode episode today and, and you just want to help out, just simply go to iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts and leave a five-star rating review. Tell everybody why you love this podcast, why it's been helpful for you. Uh, that's important to share the love, help people know this is a podcast worth listening to. So thanks in advance for taking just a little bit, just a little bit of your time to do that today. And as always, we're going to be coming out with another great episode of the LJS podcast next week. I look forward to seeing you back then. Thanks for listening to the LJS podcast brought to you by LearnJazzStandards.com. Subscribe to the series on iTunes. And don't forget to join our jazz community at LearnJazzStandards.com forward slash newsletter. Hey, podcast listener, would you like to ask me a jazz question and get it answered here on the show? Then go to LearnJazzStandards.com forward slash ask. That's LearnJazzStandards.com forward slash ask. I look forward to hearing your question and answering it on a future podcast episode. LearnJazzStandards.com forward slash ask or find the link in today's show notes.